Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and this is October 10th, 2020, and we are talking tonight about an ancient astrology technique called solar arcs, and for the purpose of better understanding the soul process of change with the United States. We'll go into this description of it, but what is a solar arc? A solar arc is a measurement taken from the sun that every year advances one degree from the natal point, or you might say the event chart. In our case, the United States in 1776, July 4th, which is 244 years ago, has shifted from the natal chart 244 degrees. Now, every sign, this is a little math here, but every sign has 30 degrees in it, meaning it has progressed through, progressed is maybe not the right word for it, but the solar arc direction from the sun, solar, right, is about eight signs and a half. At this time, Pluto has, has as of July 23rd, entered the sign of Libra. And there's significance to this, and we'll talk about that. Then that date happened to be at 11.52, it's 11.52 p.m., and to be really exact, 11 hours, that's p.m., 52 minutes and 33 seconds, and that's in Philadelphia because, hey, the United States, that's where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Okay, well, now we're ready for the moon. No, we're ready for cosmic collaboration. Investigating the deeper questions of this month's archetype and integrating spirit and matter for unified wholeness, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Shannon Hayes, a certified evolutionary astrologer and consultant, including Mayan astrology. I'm a stargazer, and I work with animal spirit cards. I own a hair salon, I'm a nature lover, animal activist, and photographer. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, 
You are the entire ocean in a drop. Well, it is amazing, even in a cave, stalagmites and stalagmites, stalagmites, anyways, the, the, the little, uh, in the cave, the little lime drips, 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 and forms time, right? The oceans of the drops. Well, at any rate, here we are, and it's a complex subject, but we're bringing it home because it's an investigative query with my wonderful teammates here, Shannon and Amanda. And by the way, we're going to spread the gamut of the zones. Shannon just moved to the East Coast. Amanda's here in Seattle. And I will soon, in the next couple of weeks, by the next month edition, we'll be in Hawaii and Kona Kalua. So we'll be, who knows what vibes we'll be seeing then. But right now we're looking at this Pluto that's gone into Libra. And so each one of us will bring up a thought that we have about what it might mean. And I'm going to say it's at one of the world points. And you wonder, what is that? Anne Orderly, a great astrologer, comments on the world points. And those are the cardinal points. It's the cardinal square. It wants action. And so will it be action in our relationships? Shannon, what's your thought about this whole subject? Well, I mean, I was looking at the uh, the triwheel chart that you posted. A triwheel is the natal chart in the center, the solar arc in the middle, and the current transits that are uh, that are surrounding it. So it's like three different layers. I'm just explaining for the listeners. And um, so, I mean, the redundant themes of you know, like you were saying, the Libra influence, but also the Capricorn Cancer influence of the chart is something that i find interesting because it definitely speaks a lot of like what is happening emotionally in our country right at the moment since we are talking about the natal u.s chart and this is all going on before the elections coming up in november and um and yeah so that's what i was thinking is just like how a lot of the polarization that is happening in the country right now and how you see that with these kind of transits going on. Okay. And Amanda, what, what's your comment in a nutshell? <laughs> Nutshells as we crack them open. And then we'll right. Well, yeah, I think the, um, I think with Pluto shifting, um, moving into a new sign, that's always such a powerful shift for uh, in anyone's personal life or in um, in a country's life. So just like the potential for for change, potential for something new to come through. Well, it's so interesting always the tie that the three of us immediately focus on, because even as the cardinal points and that's Aries, just for our audience, right? And Cancer. Uh, Libra and Capricorn and the personal is cancer so our struggle of, of immediate uh, co conflicting well conflicting might be a word for squares and that is the energetic aspect that in astrology we look at would be between 
the structures of and conditioning so much conditioning with a Capricorn with mm-hmm. our personal our, our our cycles you know how are we integrating them to find that person that over there that in individual in Aries but it's through our relationships fantastic start yeah. Mm-hmm. And and um, I like that you brought up cancer because the United States is a cancer country. We have sun and cancer. And not mm-hmm. only that, we have Jupiter and Venus and Mercury also in cancer. And a, a traditional way of looking at, um, at aspects is that if once a planet moves into a sign that correlates with another sign so for instance cancer's cardinal libra which pluto is in is cardinal uh and they're in a square aspect so even if they are not technically uh by degree squaring by energy they are squaring so all of this pluto energy is coming in to kind of challenge our um our our cancer way of being right now pluto always wants to transform well, Pluto does, and I and this is an important factor to bring up, because if we're just talking about Pluto, people might say, well, what in relationship? What does that mean? Pluto, the ninth planet, still a planet in our solar system, which rules further the trans, the trans um, Plutonian um, dwarf planets that we've discovered, and astronomy has their. Uh, descriptions and standards of how to describe uh, planetary substances. But the fact is, is that Pluto is of transformation. It's looking for power. What empowers us? What is giving us life? Our exchanges with relationships. And when it no longer serves that purpose, it's death to it It, in, in a figurative manner. Although, you know, whether we're speaking of, I mean, not limited, it could be a actual passing, but, but we're talking in the metaphysical ways of, of that power versus powerlessness. Right. So yes, it wants change. It wants to get rid of what isn't working. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. And right now, I mean, there's just a lot that's not working, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, yeah. I mean, and the thing that's so interesting is like, you know, you know, they always consider, countries always consider themselves like a motherland, right? So you see that, like, Cancerian energy, and then you see, like, like Amanda, you were, you were saying about the Pluto squaring that. So, and you see the fragmentation, and you see the, like, you know, the polarity happening right now. You know, we have someone who's in charge of the country who is, is um, creating more polarization than than um bringing us than uniting us you know and you, so i mean you see that, that that pluto energy like building like everybody feels it everybody right now feels tension all over the country it's like you know you ask anybody and they feel it and and i think that's one of pluto's biggest dynamics as far as a planet is like it's a, it's emotional and you feel that like intense emotional energy. 
So I think it does say, I think like what Sue, what you were saying, like it really does. Um, it is about relationships. You know, it's about how we are seen in the world. It's about our relationship to other countries. It's about our relationships to each other as human beings on in our country and on the planet, you know. Intense times. Well, Pluto yeah. is intense. And relationships yeah. is Libra. And I think, I know Amanda wants to say something here. And But bringing up these pointers it, to focusing on the subject is perfect. Because Libra is has entered the upper hemisphere of others. And so it wants that partnership. It looks and sees that oneself doesn't have everything in this world. It ha- takes two to tangle, right? And it wants to find it's not the intimate of Scorpio, but it is partnerships. The whole everything is partnership. So yes, this is vital. Libra has uh has some challenges with knowing who it is without the other around, without having being able to see the other and reflect their own image back to them. So it's that it's so like you were saying, Sue, it's not like Scorpio. It's not an emotional um connection to the other but it is like it's a way of trying to figure out who am i with another person and that expresses perfect oh go ahead pardon me oh no go ahead sue well i was gonna say thank you oh so sorry Well, well i was just um stepping in because that supports exactly exactly this whole business of the square because libra which is on the western side of the um of the horoscope, as we see it on the paper anyway, is across from Aries. So from the Libra sense, now that Pluto's in Libra, is it looks at who am I, who's myself, looking across back to my own individuality. And it is a lot of deconditioning ourselves from that Capricorn energies, which right now the current transiting and so they're at, uh, well, they're not going to be in degrees, but by energy. I think you were saying, Shannon, too, you know, threading that back. They're at, uh, their needs are different. One is for relationships, and then the, the Saturn wants traditional time things that, ring, that have been working through time and that have a structure. And our structures and our conditioning, like what's our conditioning? How are we with our relationships? How can we change them? They need change. And, and Pluto is also, it's it's about compulsions. So it's not always really consciously understood what what is driving these compulsions. It's often in the unconscious. Uh, so when you see it, when I when I'm looking at Pluto here moving into Libra, initially, um, it, it's probably not going to fully be understood how we're acting, uh, how our our compulsions are coming out. Uh, with more time in that sign, we're going to start to see uh, with a little more clarity, hopefully, as a nation. Um, but I just wanted to bring up that point about how. Pluto isn't, um, it, it's not something that we're, we're often very 
conscious of our actions. Good right. Point. That, that, that is, really yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Pluto is so deep, you know, I mean, and like, like I was saying earlier, it's like you feel it emotionally, but you're not always understanding why you feel the way you do. But I mean, collectively, everybody feels it like they feel this like kind of anxiety, they feel the intensity, you know, and a lot of people can't put their finger on the why. But I mean, they also know because of where we are at politically, some of the why, you know, which I think is also like has a lot to do with the whole Libra archetype that Pluto's in right now. You know, mm. it's like because because if you're always like if I mean, Libra also the archetype also has a lot to do with lack. And so does Pluto. True. You know, Pluto has a lot to do with lack. Libra has a lot to do with lack. And so, and because Libra is always like, it's the, it's the flip side of Aries. And like, you know, you guys were saying earlier where Aries is like, you know, it's energy that needs to define itself. It needs to figure out its identity. And if it's always looking for someone else to, to base its identity on, then there's always going to be a lack because it's not really it's not finding itself. It's being, right. it's objectifying, right? Totally. Yeah. And, and you mentioned how, you know, we're going through a period of extreme um, stress and tension at the moment. And it's, mm -hmm. it's noticeable by everyone. And what I'm noticing is that the, the solar arc Pluto at, is at zero Libra. The United States midheaven is at one degree Libra. So it's one degree mm -hmm. off. So it's yes. really applying some pressure onto the midheaven, which for a country would be the leader and the um and the White House or our country. Right. So the next, right. that's beautiful. That's yes. In fact, with solar arcs to mention to the audience again to clarify. One degree is one year. So minutes, there's 60 minutes also in that degree. That's how the measurement goes. So in other words, the fact that it's one degree, and so five minutes would be a month. So it will be 13 months from now when it will be exact. So right now we're in October. That'll be November, approximately, let's say November, December, right in that cusp time of um, when Pluto will be exactly at our, the solar arc, Pluto will be exactly at our midheaven. And that'll, like right now we're philosophizing and we're changing our belief structures, ninth house, and then it'll be in our structure of society. And of course, nothing happens overnight. It's like the butterfly. It takes a long time to change that from the caterpillar. It's a process. Yeah, when Pluto, that's a good point, Sue, when Pluto uh, is actually exactly conjunct the midheaven, then we'll definitely be seeing something going on yeah. with the, the White House, the presidency. It'll be interesting to watch. 
And to remind people, uh, Shannon had mentioned about this triwheel that we're looking at. So if you want to reinvent it, those astrologers, we're using the natal chart. That's a Sibley chart, July 4th, 1776 at 510 p.m. Philadelphia. Then doing the solar arc chart, which if you have software, it pulls it up. We have solar fire and there's many others. And we happen to have it slated for today, although originally when it ingressed was July 23rd at 11.52 p.m. Uh, approximately there. And then we have the transits for today. So that's the triwheel. And we're with solar arcs, when it changes the sign, it has a big shift because it's for 30 years you know it's a degree a year and when it conjuncts the natal that has another significance so that's what we're looking at to try to understand what is some of these added layers like the onion you know that we're peeling off and understanding that are significant for us as a nation because as citizens we're experiencing this growth it's all uh, and who was it we were chatting about this before we were talking about our past shannon do you want to bring that up before our break about the fact of or amanda if you can recall about how our identity like we're looking at because maybe it, it well it was also that the node right now the transiting node is 22 degrees Gemini 13, and it's conjunct our natal Mars in the seventh house. So, in this particular chart, you know, that what in the soul in the solar arc, the nodes is that what you're you talking looking, about? I'm talking about the transiting. No. Oh, the trans. Oh, 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 today's. Yeah, nodes. I'm trying oh, to okay. speak yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That okay. it is yeah, exactly. I mean, we're looking at the Pluto. But when we're talking about transformation, it's not just changing the 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 TV remote, right? It's, right? it's looking at the whole picture. And so, therefore, I'm noticing that significant to this time is the current nodes, you know, part of that transformational energy that we're dealing with for the nation is the fact that the the nodes, the intersection between the moon and the sun's orbit which happens to be in gemini at 22 degrees is conjunct within a degree of our natal united states mars 21 yeah degrees. when yeah, we right were, when so when we were uh the three of us were discussing um this before the the show started we were noticing how the nodes the north node lines up transiting north node lines up with the natal mars but also yes solar arc chiron is lining up as well because it's at 22 degrees sag so it's opposing that mars mm -hmm. and lining up with the the south node at 22 sag oh and you know what i just noticed too this is another correlation the current Mars, it's been in Aries, will be for six months since June 27th, 29th until January 7th. And it's retrograde right now at 22 degrees Aries. It's also conjunct our natal Chiron. So here we have 
our natal Mars, which rules Aries, is which rules our wounded soul of identity in the fourth house of our motherland, you might say, our roots, our foundation, trying to create that, reconstruct it, is conjunct by the current Mars traveling around and by transiting. And what you're bringing up too is that the solar, this is a lot, but the solar arc Chiron has has shifted to 22 degrees Sag, which is in our first house because our rising sign is 12 degrees Sag. And And it's conjunct the south node. So we have two and opposing Mars, Mars right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. we have two Mars well, Chiron signatures in our exactly. chart. Exactly. Well, and, and Chiron really identity. <laughs> well, but the Chiron, the yeah, and the Chiron, the solar Chiron is also squaring our natal Neptune. Right. Ooh. Right. Let's look at which that. is Where's which that? is just adding oh, to the in the ninth house. Yes. Which, yeah. which is yeah. what, Amanda? What did you Just say? Just adding to the confusion of yeah, things. It, well, exactly. it's dissolving. It, it is chaos, and it's dissolving things, because why? When I think about it, we're talking about deconditioning the structures. If we're trying to form new relationships, the structure of relationships might not be also right. I mean, by all right, I mean all correct. They may need reforming. And our relationships do bring out who we are and it has everything to do with our conditioning. It has everything to do with our roots and our parental forces and then our nurturing and all that. So it all ties together with our identity. And that's really what we're, it's a long structure. And I think we're keying into some of these real elements. And well, it has, oops, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and Mars is really ties in with Pluto. Well, because Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. Mars is the lower octave of Pluto. And so Mars is like the conscious driver of Pluto. Pluto's more about the unconscious, but the way that we shift that Pluto is through the Mars action. And so here we've got Mars really being, um, Mars is triggering Chiron. Chiron's triggering Mars. It's painful. It's Mm -hmm. a really uncomfortable place to be. And so I think that that plus the addition of the fact that Mars is going retrograde and it's been retrograde for a while and it's it's a kind of a long, arduous process for everybody. I think it's time for us to really kind of review where do we want to go and how do we want to take action moving forward and how, and this, this Pluto solar arc shift into Libra happened um, about a month before uh, Mars went retrograde. So it's kind of, it's very divine timing, I guess. I would say. It is. And right. it has everything yeah. to do with belief systems, with Sag. Well, this is exciting. It's right at the time that we break away for a moment to remind people this is cosmic collaboration with myself, Sue Rose Minahan, and guests, panel members, Shannon Hayes of Franklin, Indiana, and Amanda Pierce of Seattle, Washington. And we'll come back and contemplate more about the USA and our soul growth. Okay, we'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Libra, ruled duly by Venus. 
By leaving the lower hemisphere of the self, the energy of Libra enters the arena where the completed self meets the other than self to form a relationship based on partnership. As a cardinal air sign on the descendant angle, represented by the equinox of equal light, Libra's energy learns through comparison and relationships with the intention to integrate duality and polarities. Welcome, stargazers. This is Katie Kadge, evolutionary astrologer at Cara Evolutionary Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Well, yes, we're back again, and we're talking about Pluto, the United States Pluto, that it, I might say, Pluto, our natal Pluto is 27 degrees of Capricorn 32. So it's really been affected by all the transits that are orbiting in Capricorn now. It's been Pluto itself. We're going to have a Pluto return in a couple of years. And Saturn, which is just nearing its two and a half year cycle as of December 21st. And Jupiter, which has a one year cycle, which is also going to join uh, Capricorn in a great conjunction, as they call it, every 20 years. And this happens to be an Aquarius. So our signatures are going to change. But right now, we're talking specifically about the solar arc measurement in astrology that gives us some um, insights. And a degree every year so it's been 244 years and that pluto in capricorn has moved over to zero degrees libra and two words came out as i was looking at things well one is polarity and the other is old and new i was listening to ann orderly and she brought up how or maybe it was rick levine i forget i, I have it written down yeah rick who was saying about that we're in this process of the difference between the old and the new. And largely mm -hmm. when we think about it with leaving all that Capricorn going into Aquarius, it does break the rhythm. You know, that's the whole idea of Aquarius is that it's outside of the limits of, 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 of Capricorn that we're as far as we can see. And so it, it's, it's revolutionary. Yep. So anyway, polarity, I'll throw that word out to the both of you. <laughs> I know you've got ideas and other thoughts that you can pull in on that concept of our relationships that we're thinking about and our just well and the awareness. Mm -hmm. it, well, it goes without saying how polarized our country is at the moment. Right. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. And, you know, the fact that, like, we have, like, the sun in... Um, we have, the, we have our sun in Cancer, and like you were saying, the Sun-Jupiter-Venus conjunction. And it's like, you know, the when our country was founded, the, it was founded on certain things that sort of like don't really apply to this day and age, right? Which I think that 
it, what right. is part of the reason we're struggling right now because we've managed for like what the last 244 years to hang on to a lot of things that are are starting to fall away now it's like our country's changed so much and it's part of the reason we're polarized is because the old guard that's in the White House right now doesn't want to let go of a lot of things that really need to happen in order to have a graceful change in this the, to occur in this country. And we're feeling our growing pains, right? I mean, and, and like, you know, you were talking before, it's like Pluto is all about change. You know, Pluto is going to force change. It's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. So you, you either go with the change or you keep resisting it. And the more you resist it, the more intense it's going to be. So I think we're like a really young country struggling right now, trying to find a its identity and a new identity because we have to. We have way more people in the country. We have people from all over the world in our country. And, you know, we are um, we're stretched. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I, I, I don't remember if you mentioned this or not, but that cancer is a very traditional sign. So oh, yeah. it likes to hold on to those traditions and, and how things are. And not only do we have all that cancer energy, but our natal Pluto is in Capricorn. So there's that compulsion right. to really control and, and clamp down and, and hang on to that tradition as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Several keys here is the fact of the size, the largeness of us. And when you say growing pains, because when our forming new identities, okay, I'm going back to the thought of the founding fathers. You know, all Libra, because it needs to negotiate with another person, will make compromises. It needs to, because each person, they may even eat food right. differently. Some, I, I think of families that put out their dishes in great big bowls and everybody just scoops out the food. Other families, you get portioned and that's what you eat and that's it. I mean, there's just styles that are different. So the fact is, is that Libra to accommodate another energy will reach out. It's a very diplomatic. We need that. However, it can, the point is that in that compromise, as we know with many of the uh, laws, like even the health law that Obama put in, he had to compromise so much with the opposing Republican Party, that because we are this so polarized to spell it out, that really there was little that they really wanted to have that he could salvage. So the point is, is that you go back with that same idea to the founding fathers, there were many of the them that did not want slavery, but because it, they needed the all 13 colonies at that time to realign and that prop, unfortunately it was all lined up with, anyway, they made that compromise. And so we have right from there, the it's, it's like, I think it's a natural thing to realize that people evolve and that's what Pluto realizes Pluto realizes that you know what nothing is perfect it takes time pressure to make carbon into diamonds it takes time to to, to, to make the Grand Canyon it makes time to do everything I mean and sometimes it's done in a minute I mean Mauna Kea or not Mauna Kea but 
Kilimanjaro or anyway, volcanoes erupt. So the point right. is that we we it is time to look at our past in all kinds of ways, our religious past, about the indigenous people, about cultures, and and realize that and 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 that's where we'll be working on all these relationships. Well, yeah, I mean, and we are such a diverse country. We are one of the most diverse countries in the world. You know, we have people from all over the world. You know, we're not a homogenous country, even though some states are more homogenous than others. But, you know, I mean, the deal is, is like a lot of what's happening too. like, you know, if you look at the transiting nodes, a lot of our issues do revolve around the fact that we have so many diverse cultures and peoples in the country, and we have a past of slavery and um, and of various migrants coming into the country that um, weren't always accepted or treated well. And so Pluto also will bring up like our shadow which is part of the reason we're so polarized right now is because of some of these issues around race and um, diversity in the country. Yeah. And I think of like women too. So the the solution would be if we're looking at this chart and of course people can't look at it unless they do but right now pluto is in this chart the one that's transforming is in our going to our midheaven so it's it's traveled around you know it's working on our philosophies which is a good thing because that's the area of ninth house our the, and we're looking at old philosophies our south node at the moment as you say the transiting ones that are right conjunct with our with how our old belief structures, you know, Chiron in Sagittarius, Sagittarius represents belief structures, and Chiron is a wounded healer, the shaman, the the alchemist that could heal and and everybody and could also teach all the wisdoms of arts and sciences and but couldn't heal his own wound except through death. And so it is a matter, and isn't it interesting that with this moment of power and powerlessness of the transformation of Pluto, that's looking for us to discard what isn't working, what is no longer giving us life, that that we need to rebuild those belief systems. I mean, that's part of this picture is to to say in our relationships. Uh, because also with coronavirus, now we're all in, enduring entirely different life experiences as, as daily business. I'm thinking like all that Aries in the fourth house of our foundation you know, and with our natal identity and, and then the Mars there saying, I mean, it's an echo going back and back and back that... What is it saying? What are we going to do about our diversity? How do we, how do we establish the respect of freedom, really, of people behaving in relationships that are autonomous to their well-being? Because if we look back at the Pluto re- 
not look back, but if we look at the generation was Pluto in Libra, which one of us here is, Amanda has that um, aspect, that generation, I'm sorry, Amanda, I hope you don't mind me pointing that out, but I think it's, yeah, because really, I think this could be where that generation, which is in, I'm not sure just how the youngest is, but definitely in their mid thirties through 40 are becoming the adult movers, shakers. We even have a senator, I think, uh, that is 30 years old. I don't know if she has it in um, Libra or not, if she's a Scorpio, Pluto people. So that may not be right. But the, but they are revolutionizing what relationships are. They're saying, hey, do you have to be married? Do you have to be straight? Do you have to be what? You know, like, it's different. It doesn't have to be what we think they are. That's on a personal basis. And also, this idea of, coming back to accepting the cultural differences that make up this country. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's a lot of it. That's what I think is like the, um, you know, the being able to like have dialogue and to be able to listen to each other is a huge part of it. Instead of just shutting down and, you know, and, and not, um, not having the patience to accept all the different changes. I mean, you know, it's a lot of change. Our country is gigantic, you know, and all the states are different. The people that live in them are different. And, you know, the world is changing so fast that, uh, you know, it's pulling in everybody's, everybody's like strings right now. But I think the, the thing we need to keep in mind is like, the only way we're going to be able to ha- to handle all these changes is if we have proper leadership and leadership that knows how to have good dialogue. Mm, you know, I uh, mean, everybody, you know, we right. have and a diplomacy. lot of different voices and diplomacy. Exactly. I mean, we, we can't, it can't be us versus them with the right? rest of the world either. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Oh, and that's, we all know, have to work like, together. We have to work together. And right now we're so polarized and we have lead, you know, quote unquote leadership that's like making the division between all the different all the different types and kinds of human beings that are on our planet, you know, they're they're being pit against each other. Well you know, it could it, be it's you know, it's just making it's making it more intense. It's like it doesn't have to be that way. No, and we could be at the bridge of a, well, we are at the bridge of a, of a 30 year uh, cycle coming up, right? Thank you. Because we have finished Virgo. Now, every sign I want to be extremely clear to our audience has the, the, uh, I was going to say the golden side and they have the shadow side. I mean, in fact, I'm, often relating the fact that we couldn't see if we didn't have contrast. You know, light and shadow makes a a dimension. When you're an artist, you realize that shadow makes it give it form and just in color contrast, but it's light and shadow. So we need that, but yet it unifies into a whole. And that's what we're talking about. And it just, we've finished 30 years of Virgo. So if this is 2020, that means 1990, approximately it Pluto ingressed Virgo which is a mental sign that is not mental 
example, it's an earth sign, but it is ruled by Mercury, which is mental. And so we're very analytical and it, it doesn't, I'm thinking it could fragment in the, in the sense that it wants to analyze the parts in order to heal them. There's always an intentional part of that. It has a positive, but sometimes as we, the shadow side gets stuck. And so people might be in the critical analysis of it, find differences in separation. So possibly that's part of it. And of course, thinking of the Mercury, whereas with Libra, we are looking at Venus, which Venus is rules two signs like Mercury, but it is Taurus, which is, a, um, and it's more in, I wouldn't say instinctual, but perhaps, and then Libra is, because it's an earth sign, and then Libra is an air sign, so, but it's uh, another, it wants relationships, relationships are crucial so hopefully there'll be a unity focus right absolutely and sue well, it it looks like um looks like we have a caller are we ready to take a caller at this point oh i didn't realize that of course we'll take a caller yeah alexa from seattle okay alexa hello how are you and what is your question or comment we'd like to hear Oh, thank you. I just love this show. The conversation is always so interesting. And I was wondering, based on the conversation you're having this evening related to Mars and Chiron and all this stuff, um, which is always so difficult, I was wondering how, um, I, I, I kind of do wonder how the North Node works a little bit when we're working with challenges, um, especially since the North Node isn't in an air sign and all these other things are happening in fire and water signs. What is the, what's the way that that helps or doesn't, or how does it function in, in all this? Well, it's a good question because it is an issue that is really a, a ties in a lot. I'll just say a few words and let the others comment too, but looking at Gemini as a communication signature it's a third sign you know aries is that initiation that start of individuality that wants to find their identity um, in taurus we create our survival and that life structure that form that <laughs> that survives of, and self-reliance its resources everything that makes that strength and then in gemini i mean this is very just a, a, a certain view of it all. There's communication and connection. It's also siblings and it's neighborhoods. It's um, environment. Yeah, environment. Exactly. Oh, so okay. in this diversity, you know, the, the twins were Castor and mm -hmm. Pollux. And so on that level, it's actually wanting to connect matter to spirit. So, you know, the two of them, but it can just be communication. So we're dealing with transportation and communication and we're coming from a belief structure. Now, I think I'm saying a little more than I thought in a moment, but the belief structure of Sagittarius, that's where the commonality of the South Node, where we're all familiar, at least at this time, that's what we've evolved to for 18 uh -huh. months. 
but in but we're looking for new information and we're looking rather than in Sagittarius we fit we express our voices with our belief structures which can be very opinionated and I mean that's a shadow side and we we also f- make the environment fit to us in Gemini we investigate our environment we're on a dis- somewhat on a discovery we're labeling we're categorizing we're we're um, learning too so we're adding new data to hopefully change our belief structures I'll let the other mm-hmm. two roll on that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well that was that was well put sue and i wanted to say also alexa you kind of mentioned how there's a lot of fire and water happening right now and that when fire and water come together it's it's a big clash there's a lot of um it's a lot of steam happening um <laughs> And, and with a north node in Gemini, like this is what we're moving towards. So it, the the nodes are trying to pull us towards our evolution. And yeah, and and Gemini is an air sign, and so air is a lot more about detaching. And when you've got fire and air, fire is really passionate, or and water is very emotional. So that North Node in Gemini is one of the ways to kind of work with it is to detach a little bit from that. And like Sue was saying, take in, bring in new information, just like, and look at it from a more detached way of like, how can I really, what what does need to change here? Because the, the current situation isn't really working. Oh, and I want to add one right. thing. Communicating, like for instance, talking to people, talking things out, really learning. And I think I'm glad you brought that up, Alexa, because if we're working with relationships, relationships need communication. It's like, what do you think about this? How do you like that? And more than that, if you have a different, because not everybody sees it eye to eye or else they don't Uh express it in such a way that another person understands it. So it's like, what did you mean? You know, but if, but having that, since, I mean, because in Libra, with Venus, hopefully there's compassion and, well, I mean, love. There's some essence of, I mean, it's what we get attracted to. That's And there's caring involved with that. Shannon, you, I, I could hear you. What do you think? Oh, no. I, well, I was just thinking, um, because we have such an issue right now with the news, like all this, like everybody's like screaming about fake news like you know we have a north node in gemini and you know gemini is also about the news you know Mm. it's about and it's about you know it's like amanda was saying is like you know we need some detachment from all of like you know the religious views like our own views the politicians views you know we need to look at the facts you know we need we need news that gives real news that Dad. is um, that isn't playing into what everybody wants it to be. Yeah, data, and the mm-hmm. fact that Mercury changes rather frequently. In fact, we're very going frequently. Into a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the closest to the sun. It, 
can only yep. move 28 degrees away from the sun and three times a year because it goes so fast it goes in a retrograde fashion and this year it's all in water signs and the next one that's approaching in about a week on the 13th will be scorpio that's three days away in, too. yeah yeah i know it's really close in fact yeah. i forget about that i think mercury is stationed right now so it's like yep. we're in this massive sense of review and going back to when it was in these other degrees. It's so much we're sorting and 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 composting, you know, Scorpio composts. Well, Alexa, bless you. I'm so glad. It's exciting to get a call. We love <laughs> so it. So do again. Yeah, yeah we love great. it. So call oh, us again. Sure. Well, thank we're you. We're gonna guys. sign off. Okay. Very good. And yes, I just so want to mention one other thing mm -hmm. about the the current nodes. We mentioned it earlier, Shannon. I think you mentioned it. How Neptune is squaring the nodes right, right. now. Right. Oh, that's right. Discerning information, challenging right? at the moment, and well, it's just and really like trying to find that center space within. That's a good way to work with the Neptune energy. Um, like if you can work with that and. Um, that's kind of a way of being more detached in the Neptune energy. Um, oh, right. if I can, I, well, I love yeah. this, Amanda, but I will say that Neptune being of the forces beyond ourselves. So you're by centering, it is finding that, that center of us. You could say that spiritual center that with the cosmos and all of that, because it, Neptune also dissolves, so it it needs to dissolve some of those opinions that we have. It needs to dissolve those those ways that we communicate, and it has a big role here. And it is chaotic because there it, it, it is not a linear. It's more like Rick Levine. I was just listening to him, and he said that Jupiter is our belief systems that we reach as far as we can within the limits of. Saturn because it and the orbit is on the inside Saturn, which is the structure the the structure of the ancient universe until telescopes. When we discovered Uranus, which breaks the whole pattern, it was like they never considered for thousands of years that there could be another planet. And but Neptune is the the imagination and dreams beyond the unlimited dreams and imagination beyond Saturn because it doesn't have that restriction. So really, Neptune has this great gift, which can be disillusioning if we want things in their form because it doesn't have form. I want to bring That's up- That's a great point. And, <laughs> and with Sag in the South Node, which can be so dogmatic and so rigid in its thinking, even though it is mutable, and the shadow side, it's very yes. rigid. But with Gemini, right. that's so much more, it's much more of a flowing energy, more, much more adaptable. Yeah. And got it. So, and can be so much more imaginative. It, we have half a minute and I love you both. I love this whole show and I'm glad you came with that. We, next week, it's going to be Sam Reynolds. And we are going to continue this talk about the USA. And Sam has his... His, he's part of ESAR, ISAR, and he's also unlocking astrology. He has a wonderful site with his own courses. So we will return the Cosmic Collaboration next 
month in Scorpio, we have some potent things we're talking about. And we thank you, everybody. So this is with Shannon Hayes and Amanda Pierce and myself, Sue Minahan. And I think we all have, I don't hear the music yet. So maybe oh, we have a couple of seconds, but today. I don't think so. I know, right? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I know. Yes. Great talk. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Bye. listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.